0: What. Up. World. It's your pass-first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is the latest installment of the Locked On Blazers countdown to tip off. We're dedicating a full episode to every player on the roster and giving you a brief but thorough look at what they'll bring to the Trailblazers. We'll look at how they performed last season. We'll explore the best case and worst case scenarios for the upcoming year and finish the episode with a discussion of expectations and likely role on this season's squad. This is our second installment of the countdown to tip off, so make sure to check back in your feed for our other previews. We started this exercise with Yusuf Nurkic, so if you missed our, our uh, preview of Nurk's season, discussion of Nurk's season, make sure you're checking back in your feed, and we got more to come as we run through every player in the roster, so make sure you're checking your feed in the future. We'll go through everybody as we head into the October 20th first game of the season. Today, we're talking all things Nazir Little, so let's dive deep on what Naz did during his second season in the league. Little averaged 4.6 points, 2.7 rebounds, and 13.3 minutes in 48 games, including two starts. Shot 46.7% from the field. 35% 35% from the three-point line, that's 28-of-80 from deep, compared to 14-of-59 and just 27% as a rookie, and 80% from the free-throw line, 36-of-45, a pretty good free-throw shooter when he got there. However, little season was sidetracked before it even truly started. He contracted COVID in early December and was, according to reporting from Jason Quick of The Athletic, severely ill for 10 days before rejoining the team on December 22nd and the Blazers slowly ramped up Little's on-court work when he returned to team activities after missing the first seven games of the season he finally made his debut against Minnesota on January 7th when he played the final eight minutes of a blowout win. Uh, Nas spent the early part of the season on the inactive list Then he got to dress in some games, and then he finally played in that January 7th blowout win. But it was just garbage time. The Blazers were up by 30 at the end of three quarters, and Nas got to close out a game. Mop-up duty. And that would kind of be the theme here. Nas saw limited action over the next few weeks until a shorthanded Blazers, with just eight healthy players, finally needed a full night's work from Mr. Little. So he suited up against OKC on January 25th and saw his first big minutes of the season, scoring four points on one of five shooting in 21 minutes off the bench. A week later, Naza the game of his life when he started against the Bucs and poured in 30 points and hit five three-pointers in an absolute beatdown at the hands of the champs in Milwaukee. Little was awesome. The Blazers were down 36 entering the fourth quarter. From February 12th to March 21st, Little carved out a regular rotation spot for the first time in his two seasons in Portland. During this 18-game stretch, he averaged 5.7 points and 2.7 rebounds, playing 14.6 minutes per night. He shot 44% from the field, 33% from three. That included his second best game of the year, 18 points and five boards and a 32-point loss to the Suns. Then, after that stretch, as the Blazers got healthier and when Norman Powell joined the roster and the, and the rotation kind of got reconfigured, Little was again kind of knocked out of, uh, out of the rotation. But there was this brief run in mid-April where Little got some playing time at shooting guard, earning time with his defensive energy and that intriguing length that he possesses where he could guard twos or really any primary ball handler. He was taking that assignment. 6'6 six, six with long arms and quick feet. He had real potential. But... Terry Stotts quickly abandoned that plan, and Little was again relegated to garbage time. It was a brief cameo, an intriguing option, and then Little got his ass put back on the bench. He was dropped from the rotation as Stotts went to this eight-man group over the final 14 games during Portland's playoff push to close the season. The rotation tightened up. Little wasn't part of that tightened-up rotation. You could make a case that he deserved to play more before that, but over the final 14-game stretch, I think it was clear The Blazers absolutely needed to win, and they were going with their best group. That group didn't include little. The problem was that the prior, he didn't get enough opportunity prior to that, more so than he didn't get opportunity at the end. And Little was a non-factor in the playoffs. He got, you know, when he was dropped from that sort of, here's what we're going to do playoff push rotation, it was clear that he wasn't going to be part of the postseason. And he just wasn't. He played nine total minutes across three games, all during garbage time stents when the game was decided. A, a blowout win, a blowout loss, and at the end of game six when things were out of control. The story here for Little is mostly about opportunity. He didn't have it or didn't earn it, and then when he appeared to earn it, he didn't have it again. 48 games, 48 appearances in 72 games is not enough to really know what Little can do. There are flashes of production and intriguing skills, and then there are moments when he looks like a young player still figuring out who hasn't had a bunch of opportunity to figure out at NBA game speed. So what I want to talk about in the second segment is the best and worst case scenario for Nazir Little in year three moving on from what we saw in year two to what might become in his third season in the NBA. So that's what we'll do in the second segment. But first let's talk about direct TV. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live. And another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Also want to tell you about Sleeper. It is the fantasy app that is revolutionizing the way you play. It's a one-of-a-kind game and it's the most strategic fantasy basketball experience you can find anywhere. Look, In 2018, the fantasy exports at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work are also over. In game picks, you pick one game per week based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive rating, pace of play, and more. All that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Sleeper cracked crack the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. All right. So, we talked about Nazir Little's 2020 2021 season, his second in the league. But now I want to look ahead to the future, talk about his best case and worst case scenarios. We're doing this for everybody. These are thought, these are supposed to be the polar outcomes the best, absolute best scenario and the absolute worst case scenario. But they're without injury and within reason. That means that we're not talking about, uh, you know, injuries and hardships and those things. We're talking about on court production that would lead to the worst case or best case scenarios. And we're talking about things. Outcomes that are within reason. Everybody's best case scenario is that they win MVP and finals MVP and they get named mayor of the city and et cetera, et cetera. But we want to make these reasonable best case scenarios based on what we know about the player. Within reason, without injury. Let's get into the best case scenario for Nazir Little. The best case for Nas is that... We aren't talking about what role he might deserve because he's good enough that he seizes a full-time job immediately and plays every single night because he's too good and too helpful to leave on the bench. The best-case scenario is that the shooting improvement he showed in brief moments in his second season is real. He's a league-average shooter with first-step juice to punish a closeout pleasing the nerds with his shot diet and the highlight heads with the dunks when defenses are a step late rotating to him on the perimeter. The best case scenario is that Little adds just more stuff to his bag offensively, turning himself into a competent shot creator and utilizing his athletic gifts to earn more free throw attempts, a place where he shot 80% last season, easier buckets, threes, layups, Dunks, foul shots. The best case scenario is that Nas is easy to insert into the lineup because he can play shooting guard along with both forward spots. He's capable of guarding two through four thanks to his combination of size and speed. The best case is that his defensive potential turns into real defensive production. And the burning question, do the Blazers have a long defender to slow down perimeter scores, includes the phrase, other than Nazir, of course. The best case is that this is the year it clicks and that the new coaching staff gives him enough leeway to play through some mistakes after getting limited opportunities during his first two seasons. And that more rope leads him to play with confidence and real-deal production that comes with the patience for growing pains. And it's no longer part of the calculation, if I screw up, I might not play for a week. Little's best-case scenario is that he plays a lot because he's too good to worry about pecking order and his skills demand that Chauncey Billups gets him on the floor. The best-case scenario is that when we talk about balancing the Blazers' starting lineup, you can point to Nazir Little and it's a legitimate idea. On the other side of this spectrum is the worst case scenario, and that's that Little again fails to sneak into the back half of the rotation because his shooting touch doesn't push up towards league average, and that his defense he offers is more theoretical. The worst case scenario is that Little looks the part but confirms that he isn't ready to bump Tody Snell out of the playing rotation or challenge Ben McLemore for wing minutes off the bench. The worst-case scenario is that those moments last year where Little looked a little confused or a step slow in his processing speed and reactions on defense are back again. And year three, he's still a very fast and very out-of-position defender as opposed to a budding stalwart. The worst-case scenario is that his offense doesn't take a step forward and he remains a spot-up shooter who flashes the ability to attack the rim without doing it very much, and with an in-between game that that lacks real fluidity. The worst-case scenario is that, for all the questions this Blazers team might pose, who can guard perimeter players at the point of attack, who can score off the bench, and who can allow them to play smaller without actually sacrificing length, little isn't a legitimate answer to any of those. The worst-case scenario is that entering year four, we're back in this familiar spot, talking about Nas's potential to break out and not his production from year three. The caveat here with all of these things, as I mentioned at the top of the segment, is that these are the far ends of the spectrum. Everyone is likely to land in the middle. I'm trying to carve out, uh, like, A space where you could say, you know, the best case scenario is that maybe Nazir Little is a starting small forward in the league. And the worst case scenario is maybe Nazir Little isn't as good as we thought and can't play on a really good team. Like on a playoff level team, he can't get minutes. He's much likely to fall somewhere in between NBA starter and not a non-rotation player, right? Like that's why we're creating these polls. The big thing that everyone pointed to last year was the was the shooting ability, is that Nas looked like he, you know, started to show his little floor space ability. He shot 35% on the year. Uh, that's a shade below league average, which was, according to basketball reference, 36.7%. Uh, that still accounts for some garbage time minutes. So depending on where you look at league average, it might actually be a tick higher um, than than 36.7. It's it's in other spots, cleaning the glass, it's a, a shade over 37, but right at 37% he shot just below that 28 of 80 a huge jump up from year 1 where he played about the same number of games and shot 14 of 59 the best case scenario like it it really hinges on in some ways that he becomes that league average shooter that he becomes a guy who shoots 37% from 3 but for me the best case scenario has a lot to do with his is just his handle how much he can get himself a shot or or you know two dribbles to get himself into a move and the worst case scenario is that because he's not much of a shooter, the sort of dribble package he has and the athleticism he has doesn't matter. Like it starts with the shooting and then if the ball handling was there, that takes it to another level. The The chances for him to land in between is that the like the shooting doesn't get all the way or it stays where it is and his ball handling kind of, um, you know, doesn't, doesn't offer him a chance to kind of take his game to the next level. What we'll talk about in the third segment to close the show is role and expectations. And I think for... This is this is a, a big year for Nas, but his like what his role is is really intriguing, maybe more so than some other vets on the roster who seem to have carved out spots. Nas has a question mark heading into the season. So what I want to do to talk what I want to talk about in the third segment is what that role might be and what my expectations are for Nas as he enters his third season, a crucial one in the league. But before we do that, let me tell you about Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. That's what it is. That's what they're doing. They're making delicious protein bars coming in so many delicious flavors like Cherry Barsia and Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, or my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. If you don't know what you like, I suggest that you get a mix box. You'll get two of each of their nine flavors. Try all of them. Find out what you like and order more from there. You're going to like them. They got a wonderful texture. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They really are the best tasting protein bars I've ever had, but more than that. A pack a punch. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four or five grams of sugar and only five grams of net carbs at the most. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. So go to built.com. Use the promo code locked15. You get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Also, want to tell y'all about betonline.ag. They're back. Better than ever. They actually didn't go anywhere, but they got a whole new website that's easy to use, updated interface. You can get in all your bets, and it's a good time to get in all those bets because pro football, college football are here. If you want to spice up your weekend, why don't you go to betonline.ag. You can do that on your mobile device or your computer. Play some bets on football games. You could sign up today using the promo code NFL100. You will get a 100% 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit. Dollar for dollar, how much you deposit on that first deposit just for signing up. So use that promo code NFL100. But if you don't want to bet on football, college pros. There's basketball and boxing and baseball and your favorite casino, Vegas casino games. So don't wait. Go ahead and take advantage of this offer and all the amazing stuff that they got going on at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass-first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked On Blazers. In the first segment, we looked back. Nazir Little's second season in the league. His production in the 2020-2021 season. In segment number two, we talked about best-case and worst-case scenarios and why Nas is likely to fall in the middle. The ideas were we're creating the polls. And where he swings on the pendulum will dis- determine... You know, where how successful the season is. Everybody's likely to land in that gray area. But what I want to do to close out the show is talk about role and expectations for Nas. Um, this is kind of the format we're using. This is the format we're using for all the player profiles. So, you know, season review, best and worst case and role and expectations. And for so, so many dudes in the roster, Damian is going to start at point guard. C.J. is going to start at shooting guard. As we did in the first pre- player preview, Yusuf Nurkic, he's the Blazers' starting center. But I think Nas has real questions about what his role might be. So as I'm recording this, here we are in September, like before the preseason, uh, before training camp officially starts uh, and before before we sort of really get going with preseason games, this is my guess on what Nas's role might be. Obviously, it's all subject to change, but here we are. I think he is the ninth man off the bench to start. And I'll lean that he opens the season ahead of Tony Snell on the depth chart. I think it was a good sign that the Blazers held Nas out of Summer League. It was a vote of confidence from the organization and from, from the coaching staff that he didn't need any more fine-tuning in the lower-level basketball of of Las Vegas. I also think that Nas is a Neil Olsha draft pick. And he's entering a crucial third season and that the president of basketball operations for the Portland Trailblazers is going to want Nas in the lineup to see if the draft pick was right. Neil's going to want to know if he got it right because you know he believes in his guys. He believes in the pick and Nas was at one time heralded as a likely top five pick in the NBA draft who dropped all the way down to the 20s in Portland. That doesn't mean that Nas has a guaranteed role for 80 games a la Noah Vonley but I guess it means a real role on night one and a chance to prove he belongs or definitively show that he isn't quite ready yet. I expect Little to also play the sort of amorphous role of can shoot a little bit and can guard a couple spots, meaning finding him minutes should be relatively easy because he can serve multiple roles. Like if you need him to guard twos, you can just throw him on there and he can play like floor spacing power forward on offense and guard a shooting guard on defense or if you need him to guard a four he can you know play up but he can he doesn't have to like set pick and rolls or whatever on on the other end like set screens on the other end for pick and rolls like he can he can he can function different ways on different sides of the court. Like a true versatility is not like being able to play. I am small forward. I am power forward. It's amorphously moved between those during the game because basketball is improvisational. And the ability to do that is what I think will allow Nas to play more. I think he's going to get opportunity and I think he can prove himself that he's capable with those opportunities. Uh, And with those expectations, with the idea that um, I think he's going to be penciled in for let's try to get him on the court right away. He'll be part of the nine man rotation to apps to begin the season. Absolutely. And that I think uh, his defensive potential allows him to be maybe more intriguing than some other options and the Blazers, you know, held him out of training camp because they're like this dude can or held him out of summer league because this dude can play. I think with all those expectations I've set, I expect Nas to average career highs across the board fairly easily, surpassing that 4.6 points and 2.7 rebounds from a season ago. Just by sheer volume of opportunity, both in games and minutes, I assume this will be his best statistical season of his career by a wide margin. That's not a hot take. I think he's going to play more. I think he's going to play more often. When he does, you know, he played about 14 minutes a game when he played. But a lot of those, um, you know, he had a lot of cameos, and then he played these. It's like, hey, we only have eight healthy bodies. Big minute game. I, I, I think Nas is going to carve out like a 14 to 16 minute a night, but play regularly. Play two shifts a half or two shifts a game, one in each half, and like be a regular part of the rotation. Um, what I say when I say ninth man, that might sound deep. That might sound deep on the depth chart, but. The starters are locked in. Dame, CJ, Norm, Rocco, and Nurk. I think the first two off the bench are pretty much locked in too in Larry Nass Jr. and Cody Zeller. I think Anthony Simons is locked in as the eighth spot. So when we, we're talking about like where are their competition, the competition for the ninth spot. And I think Little will have an edge over Snell and has a chance to just straight up beat him out. Like Snell is is dependable, but he's, he's kind of, um, he's a, He's you know what you're getting from him. He's a standstill shooter who's who's long enough to defend, but he's not much of a rebounder, and he's not like a lockdown perimeter defender. He's just length and a little bit of shooting. Nas in theory probably won't shoot as well as Snell does next year, but in theory can provide like a slight step down with a little more stuff, and that stuff is what makes it intriguing. And and because of because of the intrigue, because he's a high draft pick of Niels, and because of I think how the rotation is going to shake out. Like I just I think this is going to be. This is going to be Naz's best year in the league because I think he's a better basketball player than he's been. And I think he's going to get way more opportunity than he's been. Um, you know, if I'm wrong, if he doesn't pass easily, like, shatter his career highs of 4.5 points and 2.7 boards, we will know which side the pendulum swung to for the best case and worst case scenarios. I think it's very reasonable that This is not the year that Nas maybe breaks out and looks like a star and a future starter in the league, but this is the year that he proves, I am an NBA player, and I deserve to play, and he'll snatch those minutes early in the season because they're going to give him an opportunity, and with opportunity and preparation and everything we've heard about Nas is that he's, he's a, like a really hard worker and someone really dedicated to his craft, and there are minutes to be had. Tony Snell is fine and, and Ben McLemore is fine. Nazir Little is a, is a ceiling razor. But if he pops, if he's good, he takes the Blazers from like, Oh, this is a pretty darn good playoff team to like, Oh, okay. Like if Nas is a really good player this year, not, I'm not star, all-star MIP. Like I'm not, I don't think he's going to be in the conversation for most improved. He's just not going to get enough minutes and enough um, shots. But like, if he's, if he's like a, a, legitimately effective and good NBA rotation player, the ceiling of this team just skyrockets. Like he, to me, him and Ant, and I think even him more than Ant because of the length and the defensive potential, he is the the biggest game changer on this roster. Larry Nance Jr. is going to help a lot. Cody Zeller is going to help a lot. If Nazir Little helps a lot, this team is going to be really, really good. They have a solid top seven. There are question marks on the bench. This is the question mark you're looking at is year three Nazir Little. If he's good, the Blazers have a chance to be really darn good. He is the swing spot. For me, he is the swing spot on the entire roster, which is why I wanted to put him early in these player previews because I find his, his opportunity and his skills to be deeply intriguing. And I think he's going to get a chance. And I kind of think he'll seize the chance because just his, you know, seize the chance in terms of like being better than he has been in the past, but better than he has been in the past is a relatively low bar to clear. It's how high does he go beyond that? That's really going to determine where the Blazers go this season. The team, this team can be really good without Nazir Little being an impact player, but they cannot be great unless Nas is that. And if he is that, it is completely changes the landscape of what we might think this team can be. So yeah, there's your hot take. That's going to do it for this latest player preview. We'll keep running them uh, next week. We got we got more coming next week. I got them, I got them in the hopper waiting for you. To close out this week, uh, we're doing things a little bit different this week just because I want to get these player previews up, uh, and I was at, out of I was out of town for a little bit, so. Uh, this is just how it worked mailbag wise, but we're going to run mailbag on Friday. So if you're listening to this, it's uh, it's in your feed or it, it came into your feed on Wednesday. Uh, So if you're, if you're listening to this and you want to get involved in mailbag, uh, we're doing a special delivery mailbag episode on this coming Friday. So I'm going to record it on September 23rd. That's a Thursday and post it on Friday. So yeah, if you want to get involved, tweet at me at Mike G rich, I'll send out a tweet on Thursday. So you'll see it if you didn't, if you didn't listen to this in time, but if you are listening to this now and it's, before September 23rd, send me a tweet at Mike G. Rich. Ask your question. Send me an email, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com, and I will answer it on Friday's special delivery mailbag show. Like I said, more of our Locked on Blazers countdown to tip off coming next week. We got we got a bunch more player capsules coming. Uh, I find these to be a, a good way to get prepared for the season. I hope you do too. If you missed the use of Nurkic one, it's waiting for you in your feed. We're coming up on Real Hoops, y'all. Make sure you tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked On Blazers. will be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.